you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me once again, we love him, we need him. Thomas Adosi is back. Good to be back, Michael. Yeah, you know, we don't, we, we, I've said it, I'll say it again. We all, we do, sometimes we don't get to have as many guests as frequently as we used to. That's because, you know, when you get in college, it's just, it's very difficult you know, not everyone doesn't have school end at 3.15 p.m. So it's like you're always, you know, you're always having different schedules, always having to make time, find time. But the beauty of being in college is that you get really long breaks for seemingly no reason. So we have plenty of time. Today, Thomas and I will be discussing the Miami Dolphins starting quarterback. And I put starting in, in air quotes because... I mean, he kind of plays like half of the games or something like that. Um, Tua. Um, and we'll be talking about maybe his, his season, his future, and, and all that sorts of stuff. The man who can't win a game when it's colder than 50 degrees. That's crazy. That is a crazy stat to me. How is that even possible? I do not know. But, Thomas, what are your thoughts on Tua this season and, like, Overall, I guess. Uh, you know, Michael, I think this season for Tua is more of a referendum on the importance of coaching in the NFL. I think that, you know, Mike McDaniel, we've seen him have great offensive schemes before in San Francisco. And now here, you know, he's got guys open by several yards. <laughs> you know, Tua just has to hit him and to a large part, he's done that for this year, so you got to give him credit for that. But I, I think, you know, I think it, it just speaks to how important a good offensive system and good skill players really are in today's NFL. Because if you have that, you know, really all you need is a, is a point guard, if you will, at the quarterback right. position to just distribute the ball. Right, and then you watch the Patriots play, and it's like, wow, this team cannot even cannot even get anyone open, much less one one guy or two guys like the the Dolphins always have. But to me, my thoughts on two, and we, you know, I think the Dolphins, and I agree with you to a certain extent that, you know, this is about why having good wide receivers matter, why having a good head coach matters. But I really think this is, the Dolphins this year is more a story of, wow, Tyreek Hill is a Hall of Famer, for sure. That's that's my takeaway from the Dolphins this season, because... Between last year and this year, I get Mike McDaniel's head coach, but I feel like they're not having nearly as much success without Tyreek Hill. I think he's. I think he may not be the best wide receiver in the NFL, but 
But I think he's the biggest difference maker, like of any player, not 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 a quarterback in the NFL. I just think that he changes the way defenses play because you have to like watch out for a guy who's gonna burn you. So I think to me, the Dolphins this year are, are a team that's like, wow, Tyree Kill is a guy, and and we've known he's been impactful, but I think this is. Truly his like, wow, he is maybe the most impactful player on any team in the NFL. I think he makes it work. I think, you know, and I think when we look at the scheming and everything, like Tyreek's always open. I think that's partially due to scheming, but I also think it's partially due to the fact that like he's so fast. Um, but Tua's had some games this year. He's had some good games. Um, a lot of that, again, due to Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle, But... He's also had some stinkers like this weekend against the Packers. Like, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you view two as a guy who's is he is he a game changer or like what is his ceiling? What's his floor? Like, what are we talking about here when we talk about Tua? In your opinion? Yeah, you know when I when I think of Tua, I really think of I think the phrase "good not great" is what I think of. He's good enough to win you games. I mean, he's. His career record, 21 and 13. He's won games, but he's never made the playoffs. You know, he's always been, you know, just a tier below what people think of as, as the top quarterbacks. And I think, you know, he's always good for one or two boneheaded mistakes per game. I mean, we saw it uh, last week against the Packers. Kind right. of threw a game away. I mean, may have been concussed, but, you know, even then, still, I, you know, you watch him and there's always – one or two throws where it's like, what are you doing? And and that can right. derail uh, an otherwise, you know, solid game from him. Right. And I think almost that the Dolphin and, and the word that I that comes to mind when I when I think of two is I think of the word limited. I'm like, okay, I know he can distribute the ball well, but he's very limited in what he can do. If you look at the way the Dolphins run their offense, it's very um what's the word I'm looking for? It's like predetermined, right? Most plays in their offense for Tua, like he's throwing the ball, he's going, it's a predetermined, okay, I'm throwing the ball here at this point. Like, there aren't that many plays where I'm looking and I'm seeing Tua make a decision and then it ends up being a good one. Like, you know what I'm saying? It seems to me that Mike McDaniel is not coaching to Tua, he's coaching around Tua. It's more like he's an obstacle and he's like, well, this quarterback is limited. Like, he can't throw the ball downfield. He just can't. It's it's just a fact. Like we, we how many times have we seen him under throw balls? There's one game where he was just completely missing throws. But he under he's very limited in what he can do, right? He's injury prone. He's accurate sometimes. He doesn't have a big arm. He's not very mobile. You know what I'm saying? Like he's very limited in what he can do. And so I think Tua is is not top 10 he's not top 15 i probably would say put him in the bottom 10 quarterbacks in the nfl and this is not based off of like results this is based off of the eye i'm just saying like what i see and the reason why i say that is because i can look at plenty of other quarterbacks in the nfl this season i can be like well their situation offensively is not nearly as good as to us right there are plenty of quarterbacks who I can look at and say, wow, I mean, Andy Dalton's throwing to his number one wide receiver is who again? Like, is it Jarvis Landry? Is like, it's some rookie we've never heard of. 
I mean, are we really like, I don't know. Is any, I would say so based off of like just play and to a lot of people, I think that may sound a little ridiculous, but you got to look at what these guys are working with. Andy Dolan's got a defensive head coach, Dennis Allen. He's got a weak offensive core around him. He doesn't have a great O-line. And meanwhile, you got two who's got two probably Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl-ish wide receivers, right? A decent run game, a great offensive mind, like a solid offensive line. So I look at it that way. And I just, I'm not impressed by him. I think that the Dolphins will be moving off of him. I just don't see him as a long-term option. Uh, What do you think about Tua two, three years down the road? What do you think the Dolphins do when they have to make a decision? I mean, they're putting him in a, putting the, he's putting the Dolphins in a very tough spot because, you know, he's going to argue, you know, when it's time to work out that contract, he's going to be saying, I won games, I've done this, but I think you're right. I think, you know, your ceiling with Tua is, as you said, limited. You can't make the throws that the other top quarterbacks can, and you really have to make everything go right for him, for him to be successful like we've seen this year. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even then, you know, he's still prone to, you know, potentially blow a game with boneheaded decisions. So I think that, you know, probably the money ball move would be to move off of him and try and get someone who's better. I don't know that the Dolphins will do that. I could see them picking the stability and the jersey sales and, you know, the the consistency of just sticking with Tua and saying, you know, let's just see what we can do. Right. And I think we talk about, I I talk about this frequently, is that, you know, in the NFL, you you have a decision to make at the quarterback position. And it's like, do you want a quarterback who is solid but not elite, right? And I think it's like always that, that question of how much are you paying quarterback and what's going to get it done? And, I, and I'm, I'm in the camp of, listen, it's great to get to the playoffs. It's great to like win a couple games in the playoffs or whatever. But at the end of the day, the whole goal of an NFL team, of an NFL season, right, ideally is to – either win a Super Bowl or put yourself in a position to win a Super Bowl, right? Like the Texans this year are trying to win a Super Bowl, obviously, but they're trying to get picks or trying to like, you know, restart the franchise so that they can eventually win a Super Bowl and draft a quarterback who can win them a Super Bowl, right? That's always the the mentality. And I'm, a, I'm always a believer of, listen, do I think your quarterback needs to be the best quarterback in the league to win a Super Bowl? No. But I do think there needs to be like, a t- like talent and there needs to be something that like separates them right and the vast majority of the time when i look at you know teams that win a super bowl or teams that make it to a super bowl those teams are usually teams with a star like a, a star quarterback we're talking like one of the top five in the league right last year joe burrow and stafford and i'm not a big stafford fan but he was he had a decent season last year and i just think that Tua, when you look at the quarterbacks in the afc I can almost name every single quarterback who's better than them. I mean, every quarterback who pretty much starts every game is probably better than them. I would say Mahomes, Herbert, probably Derek Carr, Josh Allen. I would take Mac Jones. I would take Joe Burrow. I would take probably, I would take Lamar. I would take probably Deshaun Watson. Kenny Pickett's a rookie. Like, I would take Tannehill. I would take Lawrence. I would take, well, I guess I wouldn't, I mean, they're like three teams. I would be like, well, I may take two over Russ. I may take two over, you know, uh, Davis Mills or whoever the Colts decide to start at the quarterback next week. It's probably going to be some guy off the street because Jeff Saturday doesn't know what he's doing. But um, 
Yep. I mean, seriously, I, that's a whole nother episode of what the hell is Jeff Saturday doing? That's like going to be the title. Um, but seriously, I, I just think that Tua is never going to be a guy. And again, this is not hating on it. It's a reality. Like, I get he's very talented, but I'm looking at this from an organizational perspective. Like, Tua, and I'm going to say this, and this is not a hot take. I don't even think this is a hot take. He's never going to be a guy who's going to win you a Super Bowl. You are going to, like, you have to put a lot of pieces around him, and things have to go right for you guys to even, like, win a couple playoff games, right? I just, I just, I don't think that's a recipe for the Dolphins to win. I just don't. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I agree with you. I mean, you look at, like you said, think about just the quarterbacks in the AFC playoff picture right now. The guys he has to beat: Allen, Mahomes, Lamar, Herbert. I don't really know that he can outduel them in a pressure-packed, cold-weather game because the way the Dolphins' season's going, they're going to have to go on the road. I don't know that he has what it takes to go into Arrowhead Stadium in a loud crowd, cold weather game. I don't know if he has it because, you know, like we've said before, Tua, everything has to go right for him. And just right off the bat, it's a lot of adversity to face. I, you know, I haven't seen him step up in those big moments enough. I mean, he's had chances to win the big games. I mean, last year when they went on that run, Mm -hmm. you know, they beat Tennessee. They have a real shot to make the playoffs. Absolute dud. His rookie season. Winning you're in against a Buffalo team that had already clinched. Matt Barkley played most of that game. Right. Gets blown out. You know, so I, I have yet to see him step up. Right. And, and and you look at that Packers game as well, and I get maybe he got, you know, whatever. But, like, the Dolphins at the same time, like, they're not exactly on a win streak right now. They're actually on a pretty significant losing streak. And they're on a four-game losing streak at the end of the season, right? And I know people might say, well, Michael, Tua – was injured in that Packers game. Okay, but what about the Chargers game where he looked awful? What about the Niners game? at like What about the Bills game? Like I get people I say, well, those were all away games. You got to win away games. You can't you can't just sit around and say, well, we're just going to win at home. Like This is going to be a team that's got to go on the road. They're probably going to play Kansas City or Buffalo. Um, we know that's going to be a cold game, and two has never won a, a game. Like, I'm not talking about – cold like like listen they're gonna be cold games he's never even won like a cool game like i just i think that's such a problem a in the division he's playing in right you got four teams that are up north like you're you're not winning a lot of games in december and january and those are when you have to win right those are when you have to win games right like no one no one cares about what you do in the regular season if you don't get it done in the playoffs right that's why i think a lot of people have reservations about lamar a lot of people have reservations, kind of maybe some about Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, like Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, because they don't they haven't won in the playoffs yet, right? And I think that's again when we talk about what it means in the NFL, like regular season's great. It's great to win in the regular season, but it really matters in the playoffs. And so we're gonna have to see what happens if the Dolphins make it to the playoffs. And again, it's crazy to be even saying if they make the playoffs. Because just a few weeks ago, this team was eight and three. They were eight and three, Thomas. This team was eight and three. And you thought after that Texans game, like, you know what? They got some tough games coming up, but they should make the playoffs. I mean, and, and now they're like, I mean, I don't think they win this weekend against the Patriots. No shot. No shot. Teddy Bridgewater comes into New England, team that needs to win this game, right? 
and beats him. There's no way. There's no way Bill Belichick is going to do the same thing he did against uh, Sam Ellinger at the beginning of the season. Like, it's going to be the same story. I, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore. The Dolphins are going to miss the playoffs again. And regardless of what you say, like, you, you think Tua takes the most hits in the NFL? No. But why is he always getting concussed? Is it because he's more prone? Like, whatever it is. Like, I've seen some of the hits that Kirk Cousins has taken this season. He's taken the most hits out of any quarterback in the NFL this season. Hasn't, hasn't even missed a play, I don't think. Much less a game. Right? So, like, Tua, like, I, I, don't, I don't want to say. He's always injured. He's never on the field. And so I love when Dolphins fans will bring up the narrative. Oh, but when Tua starts and finishes a game, we, we win all the time. I'm like, okay. The issue is, how many times does that actually happen? Because it seems to me that quite frequently, he's not playing on the field. Right? I mean, that's big as a quarterback. You Showing up is a big part of the job. And he just doesn't do it sometimes. Like, that to me is a big problem. And I, I, I would assume so for you as well. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think I think with the concussions, I think part of the blame has to go on Miami's medical staff. As you know, with concussions, once you get one, it's all the more too easy to get another one, especially if you're not allowed to heal properly right. from that first one. And I think we saw earlier in the year, clearly something was not right in that Buffalo game. And to allow him to go out and play just four days later is medical malpractice, in my opinion. But on top of that, I think... You know, the way Tua plays, I think he needs to incorporate some more of the Tom Brady lived to see another play mantra. I think he focuses sometimes too much on extending plays and trying to make something happen. And quite frankly, he does not have the you know the body to do that. He's not Josh Allen. He's not going to be able to just eat hits from a linebacker and right. You know, be able to take that. So I think he needs a little more. You know, I don't mean to be ragging on a guy who's hurt, but he needs to have a little more self awareness about who he is and what he can do and. You know, it's okay to throw the ball away sometimes. It's better for the team if you can continue in the game than, you know, taking a massive hit. Honestly, you know, I wish Mac Jones would throw the ball away more. I feel like he takes so many unnecessary sacks. I'm like, Mac, just toss the ball away. Like, it's okay. Like, it's not, look at the field. If it's not open, just throw it away. Like, we don't need you to run around. Like, you know, we, we, we see all the highlight plays of Josh Allen doing all that stuff, but – He's also thrown like 13 interceptions this season, and and no one pays attention to that. I I just I find it kind of silly. He's thrown 13 picks this year, and I, some of them are the most boneheaded plays I've ever seen in my life. Where he just runs around, throws across his body. And it's great when he does it, but he also doesn't do it sometimes. And so I think like sometimes you just have to cut your losses and say, well, you know, like wasn't perfect, but you know, whatever. We punt the ball away. We're, we're, we're not making a turnover. We're like, we're not losing yards. It's fine. But I, I think there's a little bit, and this is my opinion again, but I want to hear your take. I think there's a little arrogance, maybe, maybe a little part of two, but I think a little Mac McDaniel as well. I, I, I think, I think he has swag, but he has swag without, you know, like when Bill Belichick, if Bill Belichick had any sense about him to, you know, wear something like half decent looking like he could wear whatever he wants to be like he's a winner though andy reed could do the same mike mcdaniel wearing a shirt that says oh we don't care about the cold or whatever dude this is your first season in the nfl as a head coach you're eight and seven like you haven't proven anything yeah you, you i don't care you haven't proven anything 
you're just a guy right now who hasn't done anything as an NFL head coach, right? It's a to me, it strikes me as arrogant because a coach like that, maybe he's a great locker room guy, but who cares? You haven't done anything. You haven't shown anyone that you are a guy who can win consistently. You're eight and seven. Like, okay, the the Steelers are seven and eight, and they have one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Like, coaching matters, and so. I don't know what what's your take on that. I want I want to hear someone else's thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think McDaniel is good. I, I think he's good as his offensive scheme is. Who knows what he is as a leader? Who knows, you know, what his halftime adjustments are like? I think, you know, him and the Dolphins—they're great when things are on script. I think that's something we've agreed on and we've been talking about, mm-hmm. you know, all 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 this episode. But then, you know, quarterback throws a bad interception. Things don't go your way. How do you respond to that? And I right. think we've seen, like, even the Dolphins this year, they've been streaky. They started off the year hot, and they lost a few games, and they got back on a win streak, and now they're on another losing streak. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they are able to sh- deal with momentum shifts. It doesn't seem like they're able right. to deal with the ebbs and flows of the season, and they're too responsive to to little things that happen throughout the course of the game and course of the season. And, you know, maybe Mike McDaniel doesn't have a steady enough approach that you need as an NFL head coach. Right. And I think when we look at, and I want to, you know, contrast two young head coaches this year, like Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell. Like when I look at these two teams, I think, well, both these teams have flaws, but I think the biggest difference between these two teams is like the Vikings can absolutely play a horrendous first half, but it seems to me that this team, the Vikings, like, no matter what comes, they respond to adversity. Like, they're going to deal with it. They're going to hit it head on, right? And so, what? like, they were down 33 nothing, and then, like, 15, 20 minutes later, it was like, oh, like, wow, it's a two-score game. It's a one-score game. The, the Miami Dolphins, as you said, they don't really respond to adversity very well. And that's a lot of what the NFL is. It's Things don't go perfectly because you have, you know, 50 other guys on the other sideline trying to say, hey, listen, we're trying to – beat the brakes off of these guys. Like, and and I do agree, like that Packers game, when we look at it, the Dolphins, it was, it, they were up 20 to 13 at halftime, right? And we, but it was like one of those games where it felt like a wider margin, right? And then all of a sudden the Packers just kind of scored. The Dolphins don't really do anything much on offense. They don't do anything actually in the second half. They don't score any points. They don't deal with problems well. And I think that's something you got to fix. Because in the NFL, like, you got to win games that you're down in. You got to win games that you're not playing well in. You know what I'm saying? And the Dolphins just don't seem to do that. They seem to be a team that kind of, no pun intended, they just flounder in the water when things go wrong. Like, what do, I, what do we do? I don't know if that works. You know, yeah, no, it's, 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 not, it's not how you're going to win tight games against good teams in the National Football League, that's for sure. So talk to me about Tua. What have you seen from him this season? We're just talking about Tua, like like strength-wise, accuracy-wise. Like, What have you seen? Improvements, regressions? What's your thoughts? Uh, you know, I think he's definitely improved this season. And I think that this season has kind of just shown his flaws and his strengths in the, you know, in true light this year. We've seen that when he's on – he can get the ball to his playmakers. He can make the right reads and he can, you know, lead an offense to success. And we've also seen 
that when he's off, it can be an absolute train wreck and he can literally throw games away for his team. And I think, you know, this was a prove it year for him, for sure. I think that, you know, they got, like you said, they got him some top tier receivers. They got him an offensive guy. They got him a new system. And honestly, I, I think that looking at this season as a whole, I don't think two is the guy. I really don't. I think that, yes, you could win a Super Bowl with Tua. I'm not saying it's impossible. Trent Dofer's won a Super Bowl. There you go, right? <laughs> I think that, you know, if, if you're going to roll with Tua, you're really gambling on, you know, Tyreek staying healthy. You're gambling on things going right. You're gambling on, you know, no adversity throughout the season. And I, I think that, you know, attempting to win a Super Bowl with Tua is going to be a tough task, especially factoring in, his health concerns. Right. I mean, look at the other quarterbacks in the AFC, man. I mean, you're going to have to play somebody, right? And head-to-head, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, like I'm taking all those guys over to it. Like if I need a drive at the end of a game, I'm probably not betting on Tua to give it give it to me. I'm probably betting on one of those guys. Now, you're a G- pretend you're a GM. Let's say, you know, whatever. What, what, what contract would you offer Tua – you know, to get him to stay. Like, what, 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 what are you kind of thinking? What would you pay him to stay? Like, it can't be. You know, again, this guy needs a lot of support around him, so you're going to have to allocate money elsewhere. But what, what contract would you think? You know, all right, I'd be comfortable giving two of this. I think we can get it done with this. Well, I'm definitely not giving him a Deshaun Watson fully no. guaranteed deal. Definitely not. I think the way. I would structure his contract. I would come to him and say, look to it. You know, you've had success, but you needed, we need to pay Tyreek Hill $30 million a year. We need to pay your <laughs> offensive line. So we're going to need to get you at a below market rate. And he might not like that. He might want more money elsewhere. But like you said, if you give him the big money deal, how are you going to pay all the support that he needs? It's crazy because we, we... also put in, I would also put in some uh, incentive based stuff in terms of his health. I think I would make, you know, maybe games played, interceptions, stuff like that. Absolutely. No, that's a good idea. I mean, I don't even know where he would go, though. I mean, what team what team's going to want an injury-prone, you know, mid-20s? I, I don't know. I don't know if he's, like, an attractive – you know what I'm saying? Like, Andy Dalton's great because you don't have to pay him anything, right? There are guys like that. But two is young. He's going to want money. So I don't really know – what he uh, it's gonna be very interesting to see how that whole situation plays out because I honestly don't know and you know it's crazy because again the Vikings or the the Dolphins excuse me like they're not a great team like they have a great offense but their defense is pretty bad so like not only do you need a good offense you need a good defense like you need to put a lot of pieces together like it's like a very complicated puzzle with two and you got to put all the pieces in the right place. And then that way you could win a Super Bowl. But that's hard. That takes a lot of work. You know, it's easier when you can just have a guy like Burrow and just say, listen, he can make up for deficiencies in our own line. He can make up for deficiencies in our run game or in our whatever, in our defense. You know what I'm saying? Tua's not a guy who can cover up deficiencies. He's a guy who's like, he's there. You know, he's not, he's not, he's not part of the problem, but he's not part of the solution. So I just, I think that's really tough to contend with. As a quarterback, um, you know, Thomas, final thoughts on Tua. Like, like we've seen better from him this season. I'll admit, when he's looked 
very good at some points, but he's also looked very bad. What are your final thoughts, final take? I mean, we could potentially not see him play again this season. That's a possibility. So what are your thoughts? Um, You know, I, I think that my thoughts on Tua, again, I'm going to go back to this good, not great. You know, he can win you games. He can sell jerseys. He can make the team competitive. But is he going to be a franchise-altering guy that leads you to a Super Bowl? No. I'd say he's more in the vein of a Joe Flacco level of guy mm-hmm. than a Brady or a Rodgers or a Manning. Absolutely. And yeah, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. You could win, but I think – But, hey, that Super Bowl run – I would not bet on the Dolphins. And, by the way, that Super Bowl run for Joe Flacco, arguably the greatest of all time, 12 touchdowns, I believe zero interceptions. Like, Joe Flacco in that playoff run, Thomas, was elite, bro. He was elite. So, I mean, as if Tua can do that – Props to him, but like, remember, Joe Flacco also had a stellar defense behind him. Like, you know, there were just things that happened and and kind of magic struck. And, you know, again, Joe Flacco was a guy who could win in cold weather. He went to New England. He beat the, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the, he beat the juggernauts in the AFC in a game that mattered, in away game. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's, I'm not a Tua hater. I don't hate the guy. He's just not the guy. That's it. It's not It's not personal, right? Like, our job here is to tell the truth, like, or tell what we think is, is accurate. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but he's just – he's not the guy, and that's okay. Not every, Very few people are. But I think Miami's just got to – just got to cut their loss and say, listen – we should have drafted Herbert. It's okay. Let's just draft another guy. Like, I mean, you could stick with Tua, but I just think you're not going to find a lot of meaningful success if you do that. And I think potentially you could end up with a couple seasons with, like, again, you want Teddy Bridgewater playing a meaningful game for you? I think not. That's not not a good situation. So, Thomas, thank you for joining us here today. He'll be back more. We'll be talking about a lot of different things. Probably talking about the Colts soon because that's going to be a fun episode. It always is. Um, Thank you all for listening, and have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.